Welcome to episode 91 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 10. We are one spirit, one soul, one world, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host, Hamida, and I want to bring you stories because stories matter, stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Folks, you are listening to the first episode of Season 10. We are at Season 10. At Season 10, folks, at Season 10. It feels so good to say it that I can't stop saying. Welcome to Season 10. Can you believe we are at Season 10? And for the last time, unbelievably, this is Season 10. Yes, that indeed felt good. In the past, I have not had themes for any season, and I don't have one for season 10 too. But I want to let my listeners know that Victoria Shaw, an intuitive coach, started us off with the basics of the law of attraction, a fundamental law of the universe, in the last episode of season 9, which was episode number 90. And since then, I've had guests who want to talk along the same subject. So season number 10 may just turn out to be one with a theme of universal consciousness. I have other guests in the waiting who talk about different things, but mostly topics that you may consider an extension of the theme of universal consciousness. I can't deny I like that theme. So if it happens to be that most of the episodes in this season turn out to be under that theme, I will be a happy camper. And for that reason, I would like to begin today's episode with a clip from Abraham Hicks. I am sure most of you know that she's one of the most sought-out teachers of the law of attraction. I personally like to listen to her because she tells me how I can make small changes in my daily practical life in order to gain awareness, which in turn raises my vibration. Here we go. Who am I really? Who am I naturally? Your love and clarity and sureness your confidence and stability and willingness. You are love. That's who you naturally are. You are unnaturally someone who hates. You are unnaturally someone who blames. That's not natural. It's natural to be pure positive energy. It's natural to be non-resistant in nature. It's natural to be eternal. It's natural to have understanding. It's natural to be an extension of source energy. It's natural to be an extension of source energy and be in alignment with who I am. It's natural. It's natural to feel good. It's not natural not to feel good. It's usual to not feel good, but it's not natural to not feel good. I heard this segment of Abraham Hicks only last night, and I knew this would be the perfect beginning for this episode. Even if you start every day with listening to this 47-second clip, it would serve as a fantastic daily affirmation. Today, we are going to talk about energy and the importance of raising our vibrations individually and collectively. This episode is going to be in two parts. In the first part this week, we will talk about the what and why. And in part two next week, we will discuss the house of raising vibration. Our guest for today holds a doctorate of homeopathy, is a Reiki master and an acupuncturist with a long-lasting career in delivering energy therapies. She has mentored and coached celebrities and executives and is currently writing her first book. Everyone, please welcome Salima 
Baluchi. Salima, welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. I am so excited to have you on the show as a guest. We've known each other for many years. You've yeah. helped me with all of my Reiki work and I've always gotten such good results out of it. So thank you for that. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, actually. Very, very excited. I couldn't think of another person who could talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today better than you. So again, great to have you on the show. Also, let me give you the spotlight for a bit. And can you please tell the listeners about yourself? Absolutely. I'm humbled to be here and I appreciate your kind words. I'm Salima Baluchi, and my journey is a very interesting one simply because I think that we all have gifts that we try to deny for whatever reasons. But when we do find our true calling and our true purposes, it's amazing where life leads you. By profession, I am a homeopathic physician. I am an acupuncturist. My journey has been one that has unfolded over the years and uh, everything I've been doing has been intensified in the last 20 years. When I realized that I had this ability to tap into energy, to see spirit energy, I decided to take it further. And that's when I started to explore areas like Reiki, theta healing, alternative energy modalities. And with each modality, with every meditation, with every enhancement down that path, it opened up new doors, new avenues, new information. And it's just incredible how when you decide to stay in your purpose, life just brings it in front of you. It's without fail. Life just prints it in front of you. Absolutely. Is there a website or something that the listeners can connect with you if they are interested in what you're saying and doing? Absolutely. I have colleagues that I work with and there is a current website and we will put the link on. I will have you have that. It's soulvibrations-sv.com. And this is where they can see programs that are being offered, a lot of work around energy that's being done. And in fact, we're in the process of creating a program called Subconscious Breakthrough Therapy. And it's an incredible therapy where you really look at emotions that are deep and within us that could be from past lifetimes, that could be from this lifetime, that could be from our childhood, from our adulthood. And it's actually where we dig in to see what emotions are blocking us and trapping us and keeping us stuck. When you think of energy, when you think of how deep energy runs, it's such an internal phenomenon, such an internal space that you carry. With energy, it's scientific. So you get the people who think this is all mystical. And then you know when you break it down that energy is actually scientific. It's so practical. Everything around us, everything about us is energy. Energy plays such a huge role, but when we realize how to use that energy, what mm -hmm. to do with that energy, how that energy can heal us and how that energy can deplete us, mm. we learn the power of energy. And I think that's where, that's where the evolving takes place. That's where I've learned from every modality, whether it's been theta healing, whether it's been Reiki, whether it's been past life regression, whether it's been EFT. These are all fantastic modalities, but when we look in and we're searching for what is our purpose, how do we evolve? Everybody resonates with a different modality, but the bottom line is it's energy. Great. And the links to Facebook and website that you've mentioned, I will have in the show notes for the listeners. Excellent. So Salima, 
it is very intriguing that you spoke about all of the modalities and hopefully we will get to some of them later on, but tell us your story. My story is one that um, goes back uh, a long way. I believe that when you try to block a gift or when you try to uh, ignore it, it will come and nudge you. It will knock at your door until you're ready to really accept it. So Mm -hmm. gifts are meant to be accepted. And so many times, if somebody were to present something to you, you don't say, no, 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 I'm not going to take that or I don't need that. And very often the gifts that we hold internally to master ourselves are not accepted. We don't accept it. So my story goes back to my early years where I said I could see spirit energy and I wasn't comfortable with it. I was afraid of it. And then Let me stop you right there and explain to us, when you say you see energy, what does that mean? So different people see energy in different ways. If I want to describe it, I could describe it as I would see it as particles, almost like colored particles of light in the air, in globular form, in bunches, in lines. When I started to accept that I could see this something, this particles, this what I referred to or understood as energy, I would then also see forms. I would also see globes. I would see uh, globular forms of light in Mm. green, light yellow, red, uh, sometimes blue. And then I started to distinguish the different forms that were coming. For example, alongside of my story, there were a few times where I've witnessed the passing of people crossing over. And the interesting thing was, is that I was present in the room that the few times that I did experience passing. So when I was in the room with my friend's mother who was passing on, that was probably the first time that I ever saw a soul leaving the body. And the description of that was almost like fairy dust, almost as if a a spurt of energy just leaving the body from the throat down to the solar plexus. Almost like when you wave a blanket in the sun and you see the dust coming off and it's sparkly. And I was dumbfounded. It's jaw dropping. And that was when I realized that, wow, this soul does exist. Energy is so prevalent. From there forward, I realized that I had this ability to connect with spirit, to hear what I thought was almost myself at first. And then you realize that information that's coming through couldn't be yourself. And you start to trust that higher self energy. I recall a time when I was praying for a friend's son who was dying of brain cancer. And at that point, many spirits came into the room and the room filled with energy. And I thought, there is this whole life that's happening on the other side. Mm -hmm. People that have passed, guides that want to be a part, that want to help guide you, that want to help protect you. Every single time I meditated, I saw a different dimension or a different area of life that just had me thinking there is more and we're not, we're not realizing how much more there is than just this physical life. And Salima, do you think that all of those spirits that gathered in the room were there to help your friend's son transfer from this life to the other? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it is, is we don't realize that when a person is passing, that the rooms will fill with spirit energy to help that person cross, to make it easier, to let them know it's okay. It's a comfort. Mm. And this is why a lot of people need that help to cross over is that fear of leaving this physical world to the unknown. 
But when you start to enter spirit energy, when you start to work with energy, when you start to realize that there is so much more out there, you start to look at death a different way. Mm. You start to look at energy a different way because there's more to this entire universe than just what we are grasping on a conscious level. Yeah, it, very interesting. I do want to take you back to your story. So at age three and four, you started seeing energy and then what happened? At that point, I let it go. I just was afraid like any three or four year old would be. And I just would close my eyes till it went away. At nine, 10, again, it, it resurfaced. By about 14, 15, I kind of had an idea that, okay, this is no longer an imagination or this is no longer monsters in the closet or this is no longer fear, but something a little more. And of course, at that point, energy wasn't something that was viewed as it is today. At that time, energy was more mystical, more witchcraft, more alternative. And I remember thinking, I'll just leave this alone. Maybe it'll just go away. Mm -hmm. At about 1920 was when I realized my intuition was stronger than I was giving it credit. And I realized that when I had something nudge at me, when I had a message, it wouldn't leave me till I gave the message. And it was at that point that I realized that this energy that I'm seeing is much more than I'm giving it credit for. But I realized that if I denied it any longer, that it would, it would either disappear, which initially I kind of hoped for. And then I realized that, no, wait a minute, this is a gift that I need to accept. This mm -hmm. is something I want to develop. And it was thereafter that I was on my search. I was on my search to inspire, to better whoever I could, to help whoever I could. And I realized that the message is coming through. Even sitting at a restaurant, the, the waiter or waitress would come to serve us and I'd be receiving messages for that person. So it was incredible how it would just download without me needing it to or wanting it to. What is your practice? Do you pass that message on to the waiter at that time? I absolutely do. Right. So as I said, I am a homeopathic practitioner. I am an acupuncturist. But it was after that I realized I need to embrace this that I followed up and became a Reiki master. And with my practice of being an intuitive Reiki master, my Reiki differed a little bit as in I did the clearing, did the chakras, but I also realized I would get downloads and downloads of messages for the person that I was working on. So intuitively, I would hand them their messages, give them their messages, do their clearing. That's also where I learned help people to raise vibration by clearing energy and found the importance of vibration and frequency to be super relevant and a, a key player in people learning to manifest, people learning to receive abundance, people learning to find their peace, people learning to be in their purpose. When you're in your highest vibration, you're attracting more. You're actually evolving mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I also learned at that point that energy can be taken even further, that I could actually go into someone's energy, even if I've never seen them. I work globally and I haven't seen 90% of the people that I have worked with. But it's amazing how when you can tap into someone's energy, it's almost like an x-ray. It's almost like seeing them inside out. The way you would see the x-ray, I can see the energetic x-ray. So it's like looking at a person inside out and the information that comes through, the vibration that comes through, it gives you so much information to help that person get back on track, to help people know why are they having blockages? Where are the barriers? What's stopping them? What's creating these step backs? And then it also opened up the fact that abundance is available to everybody. 
peace is available to everybody. Your life path has so much purpose. People come to me and say, tell me what my purpose is. There isn't just one purpose. Purpose is what you're open to, what you believe in, what you, what you've been afraid of is actually your purpose. Mm -hmm. Finding your purpose is tackling what you've been afraid of all your life. And so it changes and it's lots of purposes. And so I, I realized how wide and how vast this area is in life. My journey pulled forward in areas of energy, in healing, in therapy, in inspiring. And it became my goal that no matter what I did, whether it was healing through acupuncture or homeopathic medicine, alternative energy played a role in everything I do, uh, including intuitively going in and, and seeing how a person's energy is functioning, how their physical aura is, their mental, emotional. On so many levels, you can check a person and, and, and see how they're doing. I'm smiling here because this is all so amazing that we are talking about this. Salima, fact or myth, this skill, if you want to call it a skill, is this intergenerational? Does it get passed on to you from your parents? Such an interesting question and a, and a great question at that. So I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say no. So <laughs> it is a fact that many generations will pass it down. And I'm going to be very honest. I know that my mother had the ability. I know that she used to tell me that her grandmother had passed it on to her. So I do know it's generational. And what, what confirmed that generational gift passing, if I may use it in that term, mm -hmm. is my daughters both had a similar ability when they were young. So I have daughters who are uh, a year and a half apart and when they were four and five years old, one of them could hear spirit uh, energy. So they could hear the voices and hear spirit. And one of them could see. The one that could see couldn't hear and the one that could hear couldn't see. So it was unbelievable. I even, there's even a story behind that of how I realized one could hear and one could see. That's when I realized that, oh my God, they do have this ability. Let me pause here and let the listeners know that as soon as Salima said that there was a story to how she found out that both her daughters had this gift, I immediately asked her to tell us the story. Salima told us the story. But I want to start part two next week with this fascinating story. So stay tuned for this story in part two. So generationally, yes, mm -hmm. it does pass down. I do believe in that. But I also believe, and the reason I said why I fall in both categories is because I have seen people develop this. We all have a third eye. And that third eye is used for intuition enhancement. It's used to enhance our gift. It's used for your gut. It's used to help that psychic awareness. And anybody can develop the ability. It just would be different. It would be maybe in a different way. Some people will learn to see, some people will learn to hear, some people will learn to feel, but it all develops from there. And it's all at a different level. Mm -hmm. So I believe that generationally when it's passed down as a gift, it can be very strong. But I also believe that as individuals, if you choose to develop your third eye, you could very well uh, bring yourself to a point where you're also developing this gift, which you then will pass down generationally as well. Salima, you've had so much experiences in your life. Can you share some life lessons that came out of there? And when you do so, can you also talk about how can the listeners and how can I raise our vibrations and frequency? 
Absolutely. I, I love this topic and I'm really passionate about this topic. And I'll tell you the life lessons that I've learned is that we are our own limitation. We are limitless. We are limitless beings. And if we realize the power that we hold, we have to shift our lives. If we realize the power we have to evolve and to make things happen, we'd be dumbfounded at how instantaneous manifesting can actually be, how instantaneous you can shift a mood or shift your vibration. I became so aware of vibration only recently, like only in the last five or six years. And, and to be very honest with you, a lot of what I learned is something that's been revealed through meditation. And it's only afterwards that I'll read it in a book and go, oh my God, that's exactly what my meditation. So it's great reconfirmation for me. And so the life lessons I've learned is we have so much more control than we think and that we have so much more power than we're aware of. And if you take the common knowledge that we constantly hear that our subconscious mind holds 90% of the power and our conscious mind is 10%, can you imagine how powerful we are as beings if we tap into that 90% versus that 10%. Mm -hmm. And that happens when you start to raise your vibration. And I found that I could actually calculate someone's vibration. There are many, many books out there that talk about vibration. I haven't read one book on vibration. Whatever I have received on vibration was received through spirit, was received through guidance, was received through meditation. And vibration is your energy frequency with where you're at. As you raise your vibration, you raise your experiences. The higher the vibration, the greater the experiences. The higher the frequency, the, the stronger you become. The only problem with vibration and frequency is that the higher you get, you will not resonate with lower vibration or lower frequency. I... Put it in context of if you are functioning at a really high level, it would be like being around someone with a lower level will exhaust you, mm. will tire you out, will not resonate with you. It'll make you irritable. It's like me saying to you that for today, everything you do, you're going to do it on your hands and knees. If you cook, if you clean, if you go to work, if you take a walk, you're going to walk on your hands and knees. Mm. You'll think I'm crazy. You'll say, that's not even possible. I'm not going to do that. I'd be exhausted. For some people, they'll just look at me like, no way, that's not happening. That's how vibration is. When you're with someone lower, you're straining yourself to almost do things on your hands and knees. You're making it harder for yourself. As you recognize where your vibration is, and as you are aware of lifting that vibration, raising that vibration, you automatically filter out people that are of a different vibration, of a lower vibration, and you start to attract your tribe. And that is where we come in with your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm, and you I love that. Be. I actually love that. You've given me the title to this episode. I'm going to put that as the title. <laughs> That's awesome. In knowing that your vibe attracts your tribe, if you're of a lower vibration, you're going to attract that. Mm -hmm. If you have higher standards, if you want to demand nothing but the best for yourself, if you want to lift your life, if you want a better career, if you want stronger relationships, if you want to earn more money, you need to keep raising that vibration. There's so much around having that vibration, you know, just being at such a high level and bringing in greater experiences that you'll never want to be lower. You'll feel that and it'll be like a natural high. So your vibe attracts your tribe. 
Listeners, here is a natural pause to this discussion. Salima told us the story of how she realized she had a gift and she says we all have this gift. Either it is passed down to us naturally or if we want, we can develop it for ourselves. She told us why it is important to raise our vibration. Next week for part two, Salima will provide tips and tools for how to raise our vibration. Of course, we will begin with the fascinating story of how she discovered that both her daughters had the same generational gift of communicating with spirit. And I also want to tell you that it happened on Mother's Day weekend. As always, here are my key takeaways. One, there's more to this entire universe than just what we are grasping on a conscious level. Everything around us and about us is energy. Two, we are limitless beings. And if we realize the power that we hold to make things happen, we'd be dumbfounded at how instantaneous manifesting can be, how instantaneous you can shift your emotion or shift your vibration. Three, our subconscious mind holds 90% of the power and our conscious mind holds 10%. Can you imagine how powerful we can be as beings if we tap into that 90% versus the 10%? And that can only happen when we start to raise our vibration. Four, as you raise your vibration, you raise your experiences. The higher the vibration, the greater the experiences. If you have higher standards, if you want to demand nothing but the best for yourself, if you want to lift your life, if you want a better career, if you want stronger relationships, if you want to earn more money, you need to keep raising that vibration. The only problem with vibration and frequency is that the higher you get, you will not resonate with lower vibration or lower frequency because it is not the same frequency and it is not at your level. 5. As you raise your vibration, you automatically filter out people that are of a different vibration, of a lower vibration, and you start to attract your tribe that are of a similar vibration as yours, which is why Salima says, your vibe attracts your tribe. This brings us to the end of part one of this episode, I will bring you part two of the same episode with Salima Baluchi next weekend. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be blessed.